What's up, everybody? Uh, it is officially episode 100, and guess who's not here? The big tuna himself, Elijah. Um, not here right now, so you got me and Raph Daddy. Hello, Raph, hello. Like, what's up? up, brother? How are you? Oh, harder, baby. I am. I feel oddly at peace right now. This is really weird. I don't think I I've know. ever been this stress free during a podcast recording since we started doing this. So I mean, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of nice right now, <laughs> dude. Usually there is a an argument or just just some random debate. Like there's always like a question, and I'm not gonna put the blame on Elijah because it usually happens from one of us. But I feel like it's very rare that we can come into a recording without having some sort of bitterness towards at least one other person. Yeah. Because like some person always asks a question as to like, hey, like, what do you think about this? And like two of us will agree and the other one just doesn't. And it's always just, it always mixes. And then we're like, okay, like we ready to record? And we're like, yeah, yeah, like let's fire it up. And then like we come in like kind of hot. But dude, this is peaceful, easy feeling, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like like us three are all so opinionated. And I feel like, Josh, you and I see eye to eye, but me and Elijah don't see eye to eye. And then it's like, sometimes you and Elijah will see eye to eye, and then I won't see eye to eye. There's always one person who doesn't see eye to eye. But today, like, you and I have seen eye to eye all day on a lot of topics. And yeah. this is the product of that. Like, this is what we're going to show you guys today. It's just me and Josh seeing eye to eye. Maybe. Probably. We're just, we're just ripping it up. So as we speak... The reason why Elijah's not here is, Raph, like, we're deadline guys. Yeah, huge you know, deadline guys. You know, this is the Hockey Podcast Network's world, and we're just living in it. And then you got Elijah, who, like... He's just on his own in, fucking watch, dude. Who, who walks into your work as yeah. you're leaving, and you're like, don't we have to record? And he's like, yeah, 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 like, we'll be good. Yeah. Um, he walked into my work so at 5.15 and we said that we were going to record at what? Six? Six. Yeah. <laughs> six o'clock. Six fucking and PM. He, and he lives at least 35 minutes away from your work. Yeah. So even for him to walk in, finish a beer and get home, he would have had to do all that and like, and slam his drink. So as we're actually talking right now, a lot of the bar. Has, no, no, no. He actually just sent us an outline. <laughs> for, oh, did he? for this week. Uh oh. <laughs> so when he jump so when he so when he jumps into Discord, we're, <laughs> we're gonna be recording and the watch is not really gonna have an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> that being said though, just looking at the alignment that he just sent us a few minutes ago, it's pretty like it's very similar to what we had Dude, to talk about. <laughs> it, it's very similar. So this is this is good, but he is gonna be completely caught off guard. <clears throat> but I'm glad that he doesn't have to be here and we are actually aligned. Josh, That's actually a huge thing for us. Real quick, I got an important question for you. Yeah. How, f- how far into this episode do you think we make it before Elijah jumps in? Like just joins the call. Okay, well, he said, he, he said he's like, uh, I just have to charge my phone for 30 minutes when I get home, ready for seven. So we have 30 minutes of Elijah free podcasting. What do we want to talk so about? We can, well, I mean, we can just shit kick him for thirty minutes because he's not going <laughs> to hear the he's not going to hear this episode until it's actually released because you do all the editing. Yeah. So we could do that. Yeah. Um, and 
we could talk about all the things that he wants to talk about so we can also do that yeah so when he comes in he he can't say anything no no because like we can't backtrack when he's in here no we've covered it so so yeah like i i guess elijah like lesson learned buddy like you just got to be on time um which is funny because if you ask him a little bit if you ask him if he's a (laughs) punctual person he will tell you that he that he is yeah but he's also the most consistently laid out of all of our friends I know, and I think there's a perception of if he consistently drives 30 kilometers over the speed limit, being late is not a factor for him. Because like in his mind, he's actually going like fast, which makes him not late. Yeah. When really he's going that fast because he's running late. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, I feel yeah. And then <laughs> even then, like driving that much quicker, what makes you arrive how much sooner to your destination? It's nothing. Probably like two or three minutes. Yeah. Like you're all gonna yeah. get there, and if you hit a light, then fuck, dude, you're stuck in you're stuck in the same spot for like another minute, right? So it was really exactly no doesn't make any sense. So there's not yeah, Elijah, Elijah, buddy. All I'm gonna say is get a calendar. I don't know, <laughs> get a watch. Yeah. Um, I you mean, know, Christmas wait. is coming up. Real quick, you know what I just thought of? You know what I fucking thought's hilarious? Elijah's also the one who writes the schedule for our podcast as to when we record. <laughs> <laughs> and he's never on fucking Perfect. time. Yeah, so we're absolutely hooped in the new year. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 2021, Elijah. This is your year, buddy. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so I guess um, this is going to be interesting for me because I've already kind of, uh, you know, I've always talked about sports with Elijah and you've kind of contributed over the last year and a half or so, but this is going to be. 30 minutes of pure Josh kind of just <laughs> talking about sports and just living my best life and voicing my opinions with no pushback. So pretty much I can say whatever the fuck I want. Um, yeah. I won't bleep anything out, dude. You get as vocal as you yeah. want to. We're just going to let it slide. And we're just going to blame gonna Elijah let for it go. <laughs> um, So big announcement today, actually, for a uh, hockey podcast. The NHL Wrath is officially back. Yeah. January 13th. January 13th, we have a puck drop. The Canadian division is officially confirmed. We are playing 56 games. So, shortened season. Um, the last day, I'm pretty sure the Stanley Cup Finals, I want to say, is in June. <laughs> June or July? Um, uh, July 15th, likely I last think day of July. the 2021 Stanley Cup to, can be awarded. Yeah. yeah. July 15th is going to be Game 7. Of the Stanley Cup Finals, if it even yeah. goes that long. So, have you seen all the tentative dates? I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, kind of. Like, I, I, I don't know them off by heart, but I know they announced like free agent frenzy. I know they announced yeah. um, the draft, all this stuff, the trade deadline. Free um, agent frenzy looks like July dates. 28th. Uh, expansion okay. draft is July 21st. Uh, yeah. Deadline for That's NHL teams to submit date, expansion actually. draft protection lists uh, is July 17th. Yeah. July is going to be a really big you know, month from that, the 15th to the 30th, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, looking back at, um, you know, last NHL season, it seemed like they kind of did everything uh, in the same week. I'm pretty sure we had free agent frenzy and the NHL entry draft in the same week. Yeah. Um, so, again, like, like uh, this is huge. And I was kind of thinking about this before we recorded. And... I was contemplating on who I know Elijah and I already kind of announced our picks in terms of the, how the Canadian division kind of shapes up. And I'm pretty sure Elijah and I both said Toronto 
Yeah. Um, and we both put Vancouver up there in a fairly, uh, I think they were top three. But I guess my one thing right now is I think Toronto might actually dominate this division. And the reason being is they're already in a tough division, like in regular NHL alignment, like they play, like they're in the same division as Boston. I'm pretty sure they're in the same division as like Pittsburgh um, or, or like Tampa Bay, at least like they, they have a really strong division. So when you look up and down the grid of the Canadian teams, like the Pacific has always been known as kind of like a, I wouldn't necessarily say a softer division, but it's probably like the least challenging out of the four. At least that's kind of the perception that or the, um, or maybe the metropolitan, but I I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. So like, I think it's kind of worrying. Like when you, I was quick to shit on Winnipeg last week and they play in the central where you've got St. Louis, uh, you've got Dallas, you've got Colorado. And now you're putting these teams up against like Winnipeg is going up against Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa. Like there's a good to fair chance that Winnipeg might actually do well. Um, I think Vancouver might have a a rude awakening. Um, But I I think Toronto is, I would say, the clear favorite to win this division. Where do you think where do you think Edmonton stacks up in all of this? I mean, I think the biggest thing with Edmonton is, you know, like pretty much what every analyst and hockey fan has said is, you know, you've got McDavid, you've got Drysider, like two guys that are easily capable of hitting a hundred plus points in an 82 game season. So obviously this year is not, is not going to be the case. Um, but like, I think, you know, it's the depth and like, I would say it's their goaltending. Like they're like, they don't have a clear cut number one defender. Um, and they don't have, like, I would say like, a good enough starting goaltender, I would think, to make a deep playoff run. So I guess having said that, we can transition into the playoff alignment. So I guess the way that the Stanley Cup Finals is going to go is each division is going to have, like your the person that wins that division is in in the semifinals for the Stanley Cup Final. So like you're you're going to have a champion. So I don't know what happens to the other like seven or eight teams within your division. Um, if you're not in the number one seed, but you know, I think Vancouver is still going to compete for it, but I would say that Toronto is still, again, like I said, like that number one favorite for sure. Yeah, I could definitely say that too, but I'm just interested to see, I don't know. Edmonton's been the one, like when I looked at the entire roster and like everybody who's going to be within our division, Edmonton, Edmonton for whatever reason just stood out as being that one team that I think could also make a decent push. But then again, it goes back to what you're saying. Like, is there offense going to be strong enough to offset their lack of a starting goalie and like a number one defender like you said it's going to be interesting to see how the next few months play out right yeah like i mean i think the biggest thing is is like vancouver like you know looking at their roster you know do they have depth yeah i would say they have a little bit more depth than um than, than edmonton yeah uh, but you know you look at toronto and their offense and their defense and their goaltending i mean you know toronto's got frederick anderson who can easily be an all-star. Um, you've got Morgan Riley, who's a clear-cut number one defenseman. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, the big guys up front. You've got Austin Matthews. You've got William Nylander. You've got John Tavares. Yeah. You've got Mitch Marner. Like, the list goes on for this team. Um, and then you've kind of got Ottawa, where I don't really... I think they signed a lot of good free agents and they made a lot of good moves. But, you know, for for a team that, you know, 
you've got a bunch of new guys. Like they they don't know how to play with each other yet. So I feel like that might be Ottawa's downfall. Okay. Um, I would say that Montreal, you know, if you can get if Carey Price can start the season out hot and he can dominate in the crease, like, you know, Montreal might make a push. Um, but I feel like Calgary struggle this year. I just, I think that Monaghan and Gaudreau, like, they're consistent, but, like, they've never had, like, hot starts to the season. Like, they've always been, I would say... Second half of the season like, players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say that Calgary is bad, but, like, Calgary is always, like from the team that I've always cheered for, like they've always kind of started out like a little bit slower. And, you know, when you've got 56 games, like this is a sprint, like this is a Usain Bolt hundred meter sprint. Yeah. Um, so Plus with, with all the new players that they picked up as well too, it's like, you could also see them having a slight lack of chemistry as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, you know, people are making that joke that, you know, the flames are the new Canucks cause we took so many of their free agents. Um, yeah this off season. So, I mean, I think there's obviously maybe some chemistry there um, and it might be easier to adapt because you're not like alone in terms of like being the, um, being the new guy on a new team and whatnot. So yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like I, I think that's the, the Canadian division though. Like the fact that on Saturday night and pretty much every night, like every night is going to feel like hockey night in Canada for, for that North division. Oh, for sure. Um, and I loved how they called they called it the North. Yeah, like we yep. the North. I saw that you know too. I, like it's such a, a, a. I think that's the only name that you could give it. I don't even think you want to call it the Canadian division. The North, no. like that whole we the North tag, is going to so be dope. huge. It's going to be yeah, massive. It's going to blow up year. all over social media. Yeah, like I think the Raptors are going to have to loan that out. So oh, for sure. Um, Do you have any other divisions can, that you're interested in watching right now, or no? I mean, right now. I haven't really done enough research to really um, to know, but yeah. I, the, I think there's one Eastern division that essentially is just, it is a complete shitstorm because we're going off of geographical location. Now it's not yeah. based off of actual, like just kind of, you know, mixing the U S and, and Canada. So yeah. Do you want me to, uh, do you want me to read here. out the divisions to you? I got them pulled up right now. Yeah, please. So first one we're going to move on to is the West. So in the West, you got Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, LA, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. That's going to be, I would say, a pretty... That might be a hard-nosed division, in in my opinion. You've got a lot of physical teams. Oh, yeah. um, In Vegas and St. Louis, but also like very very skilled in in Colorado. Yeah. But I feel like that might be... Like in terms of like that division, like the front runners for me in that is Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado. Like there's yep. no reason why the other four should even come close. Yep, I agree with you on that. Uh the Central, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa. Yeah, I mean, you know, any any division like that one uh, I actually don't mind that division because now you've got, you know, the rivalry of Tampa Bay and Dallas like yeah. this is going to be the year that that rivalry is actually going to become a thing because they faced each other in the cup final and now you're playing each team seven like you're they're going to play that team or like they're going to play each other seven times like that's crazy yeah so I'm actually really excited to see that but I would say Tampa Bay comes out on top there um it, Detroit lots of rebuilding to do yeah. Nashville I think they're kind of 
at the tail end of their run here. Dallas should compete. Carolina has always been a wild card. I'm never going to count them out. Chicago <laughs> kind of scares me. So, yeah, Chicago's going to always be that one team that we always have in the back of our minds, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then lastly, the shit storm that is the East: Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Dude, this is going to be. <laughs> this is that division. This is going to be a meat grinder, and you know all these teams like. I've always talked about like travel and and how how that kind of takes a toll on you in the season and obviously with covid like I assume they're going to try and do the least amount of traveling. Yeah. So for these teams like dude like they're all in that northeast part of the US like they're like I mean for god's sake like New York like yeah. there's two teams in New York. Jersey. Jersey is across the river so that's 3 yeah. of the 8 teams right there. Washington and Pittsburgh. Away. Yeah, Philly, yeah. Pittsburgh, and Washington are right next to each other, and then and then Buffalo, I would say, is the furthest. Um, I think you're right. But even that, yeah. then, like, but like they're still somewhat close. So, you know, in, in terms of this division, this this division could go in multiple different ways. I mean, Pittsburgh, I would say, is you know obviously the team that I would compare to, kind of like the Nashville. I would say getting to kind of the tail end of their success. I mean, they've had it in the past and they've won, they've repeated in Stanley cups. Yep. Um, same with Washington. Like I would say they're kind of like the old dogs here, but then you've got, you know, the Islanders who are an up and coming team. You've got Philly and then you've got the Bruins. Like this is going to be like, there's a lot of bad rivalries here. Like you've got the Sid and, uh, Sid and Ovechkin rivalry in the Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston and Philly have never liked each other. Pittsburgh and Philly have never liked each other. Like, and then you've got the New York Islander and New York Ranger ri- rivalry plus across the river. Like, dude, this, like the odd, the odd one out here is Buffalo. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they come into this mix, dude. They're just, they're, <laughs> they, they, they might actually do well because all these teams hate each other and like no one really cares about the Buffalo Sabres. So, and Buffalo is not that bad. So I'm looking forward to this one. Do you, do you anticipate that all the other teams just based on their rivalries kind of burn each other out for lack of a better term and then buffalo can just kind of sweep in towards the end of the season and almost pick yeah up an easy win I, here and there 100 percent. i mean i would say that for for any one of these divisions i mean like the fact that you're going to have the battle of alberta seven times a year like dude like that's crazy like yeah. they're gonna kill each other yeah um <laughs> you know and and even like montreal and toronto like two very skilled teams like it is impossible to think that like there's not going to be like some hard-nosed like there's like hard-nosed hard-hitting hockey because when you see a team seven times like that that's a seven game series in the playoffs like that's what essentially what this is like that's what the season is going to be like it's like how you match up against your division in the seven game series so it'll it'll be good i'm excited i think i think it'll be fun i think it's gonna be really entertaining hockey for that what is it that six month window yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, January, January to July is yeah. that six months? Just about, I think. Maybe yeah. So, um, yeah. we can move on. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk about the the World Juniors, um, just because you know, like they're coming up. They start on Boxing Day, uh, and Canada starts off their tournament against Germany, who they who they should beat. It's not always guaranteed. Um, but dude, like this Team Canada roster is nuts. Who's on and it? And 
So a couple big names. Um, so the captain got announced. So it's Kirby Doc, uh, Bowen Byram, who who I've always loved. Yeah. Uh, as as Elijah knows. Um, so Kirby Doc like plays in the NHL. He plays for the Blackhawks. He was unreal last year in the playoffs for the Blackhawks. Uh, Bowen Byram is the stud defenseman in the Colorado Avalanche organization. Then you have Dylan Coz or Dylan Cousins, who is um, in the Buffalo Sabres organization. So, though, so Doc is the captain, and Byram and Cousins are the assistants. So, to put this into perspective, Raf, yeah. is each NHL team or World Junior roster as well as you can have twenty five active players. Yeah. Okay. So. Of the 25 guys on Team Canada this year, they have 20 players that have gone in the first round of the NHL draft. Holy shit, dude. So to so the US this yeah. year has, I think, six guys that have gone the first round. Yeah. And I think Russia has eight guys. And yeah. Russia's second place. So we have 20. 20 guys. So on that paper, we're technically we're looking good. Well, we're we're easily the favorite. Yeah. So if I have the odds here, I'm pretty sure I have the odds to actually win this tournament. So the world junior odds. So uh, Canada is plus 130. Russia is second place with plus 280. Holy. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's so a huge, there, that's a giant discrepancy. So there's part of me, there's part of me that just kind of wants to throw a hundred bucks on Austria because they're the <laughs> least likely to win this tournament. And if you throw a hundred bucks, you can, it pays out 30,000. No so, way. Yeah, that's that serious. fucking insane. Just do it right now. Just do it as a joke. I won't. I won't say anything. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine if that hit, dude? Like, could you actually imagine? Like, no, I actually can't imagine because I'm just like it'd just be so mind blowing if it happened. Like all all the other teams get COVID and then yeah. Austria just like automatically wins. They just skate like, onto the ice. They give them the win. They skate off for like yeah, <laughs> however many like, games. This would be the year to do that, obviously. Yeah. Like a year like no other, as many people many people have put it. So yeah, like this team Canada roster is gross. And yeah. me and me and obviously, you know, Jordan, like we've yeah. been talking about this team since like they ini- initially went to like the original like invitational camp, I think. And I'm pretty sure that was back in October, November. And this team is just like it's it's something else. So I'm so excited. The World Juniors, like the one thing I will say mm-hmm. is the the World Juniors I find is such an entertaining tournament to watch because these kids are so young and a lot of them haven't been drafted into the NHL. Yeah. And they have so, and they have something to prove. Like they're playing with, you know, kind of money on the line essentially. Like if they have a good tournament, you know, a guy who's projected to go in the second round of the NHL draft, if he has a, if he has a good tournament in the World Juniors, he can go up to the first round, which yeah. means more money and like you know they obviously want to boost each other's brand. So I I'm really excited for this. I can't wait. I think yeah, it's gonna be amazing. And just like the sheer speed and sheer just like ambition that these guys have when they get onto the ice is just absolutely ridiculous. Like I would say yeah. From- like the all the memories that I have of like watching hockey with you guys, I feel like there's always an instance where we're sitting down watching the World Juniors just because it's like you can't be at a bar or be somewhere and just not watch it. You know what I mean? Like if it's on yeah, TV, I it's mean, like it's the always... go to one of the go to sporting events on TV. Yeah, and I think the other thing is is like you know this is like it's Team Canada. Like these guys are literally the best in Canada. Yeah. Canada is the best country at hockey. Like these are the like that team is essentially the 
the best kids under the age of 18. Yeah. Like, so like that's Canada's future right there. So, um, we're out here fucking supporting local, man. That's what we're doing. There we go. Drink local. Yeah. Support local. Um, Hello, bonjour, hello, hey, hiya and previet hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck podcast. The show where two blokes from Blighty talk about everything to do with European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. From the Russian KHL to the Swedish Hockey League, the Finnish Liga to the Swiss National League, the British Elite League to the Alps Hockey League, we talk about anything and everything European hockey. Catch out podcast every Friday from August the 28th, however you get your podcasts, and on the Europuck Podcast YouTube channel. The Europuck Podcast, giving you guys European hockey. So, what do you want to do? That's kind of all. That's kind of all I had for hockey. Yeah. Um, I want to move on to the NFL. Play it on. So I want to. I kind of want to go back to last week. Um, so coming into that episode that we recorded on, I want to say it was, it was actually Sunday night. So we were recording during last night's Sunday night game. I was tied for the lead. Uh, no, I was actually, no, I was one behind, so I could have won it. I had an unreal morning. Um, and then the Monday night game, it was Cleveland against Baltimore, which we talked about last week. And everyone picked Cleveland, and I kind of, I kind of fucked that one up. <laughs> so now, Raph, yeah, um, I'm in the lead again. Are you gonna so, fuck it up again? I, I'm trying not to. Um, I am kind of nervous. So the game that's going on right now is Cleveland and the Giants. So I took Cleveland, yeah, at minus. I think the spread is minus four and Cleveland is currently winning 13 to three and we're in the second half. It just kicked off. So, so we're looking, we're looking fine. Um, in terms of who's behind me. So, so far I have nine wins on the week and the closest people to me are Jordan and my other buddy, Max, and they have seven wins. So there's only two games left, including the one that's, playing right now so there's a sunday nighter and then tomorrow night's game so the worst that can happen to me right now is i mess up both picks the two guys behind me get the right picks and then it goes and then i still have a chance to win because it'll go to a tiebreaker so basically if cleveland wins the i i've won this week on on paper though cleveland has a better record than the giants right now and so far the game's going it seems like they're not taking a commanding lead but they're definitely in control, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, though, is one touchdown for the Giants. True, puts them uh, back in, makes them a contender it again. Them, it, it puts them over the spread. So, where, yeah. Um, yeah, by one. Oh, what's point. the spread? So, minus four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Uh-oh. it's be- technically only 9-3 right now for Cleveland in my books. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, going back to earlier this morning, a couple games kind of stood out in my mind. Um the the cowboy the, the cowboys and 49ers really good game uh really enjoyed watching that one um elijah wants to know what my secret is so elijah i'm going to tell you even though you're not here he's not going to listen uh, back to this this is still going to be your he, secret 
He's not. It's going to be my secret, but he'll never know. <laughs> um, so the Cowboys, honestly, I guess like the the Niners to me are done. Like I don't think they had a the snowball's chance in hell of winning. So I took the Cowboys kind of based on because they play in such a shitty division, they could actually still win because they're in the Giants division. They they're in the Eagles division and they're in the Washington division. And they and, and they won. So they're actually somehow still in the hunt for their division, which is actually nuts. Um, we, I, I picked the Dolphins, dude. I picked the Dolphins over the Patriots. Really? And, and Elijah, I know you're going to listen back to this. And all I'm going to say is, fuck you, man. Don't <laughs> ever doubt Miami, dude. Don't ever doubt Miami. Don't ever pick the New England Patriots when they come to South Beach. They will not win. Now, for New England, Raph, I'm going to lay some knowledge on you here. Lay it on me. So the AFC East division consists of the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Patriots, okay? Okay. So as of today, or yesterday, the Buffalo Bills clinched the AFC East title. So they clinched that division. Okay. for the first time since 1993. Jesus. 27 so, years in the making. So I wasn't even a twinkle in my dad's eye at that point. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if you were a thought yet. Nope. You're a 94, are you not? 95. Yeah, you weren't even a twinkle. So nope. no twinkle, twinkle, little star. Uh-uh. Uh, so that was huge. Um, and then... As of since Miami beat New England, New England now is officially eliminated from the playoffs. And That's I'm insane. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this is the first time in, I want to say, again, not a fact based podcast. I want to say it's either 11, 12, or thir- I want to say it might be 11 years or maybe 13 years that New England will not make the playoffs. 13 years, buddy. Uh, the last time they missed the playoffs was 2008. 2008? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yep. Won't really? be. Bill Belichick and Co. won't be going to the playoffs for the first time in 11 seasons. The last Wild. time New England did not make the playoffs was 2008 when they finished 11 and 5. That's it, for you to say that is actually nuts to me. Mind the blown, fact eh? that uh, the fact that a team went 11 and 5. Yeah. And didn't make the playoffs, like, yeah. dude, like you were well over five hundred. Like, think about that record for a sec. Yeah, like it's Cleveland insane. might make. Yeah, like Cleveland might might make the playoffs, being ten and four if they win tonight. So it's crazy to think. So that means like your bad teams were really bad, and your good teams were really good. So, yeah. um, I'm pumped. I mean, I think the narrative that people have kind of forgotten about this year is. You know, you have a Bradyless New England Patriots team, and you look at this team that New England ha- uh, has put together with Cam Newton at quarterback, and they miss the playoffs. And I hate to say it, but like that's easily because Tom Brady is not there. You think he's that and, big of a factor? I mean, I guess well, he clearly is. Yeah, look at him. So I mean, in, yeah, I mean, like I think the other thing as well is like when you look at the. Buccaneers, like they beat Atlanta today. They're nine and five. True. So they did have a very, very rocky start, though. Yes, yes, they did. And and there's some Brady is not having the best of years. Yeah. But 
in all fairness, like he's Tom motherfucking Brady. Like he's the he's the greatest quarterback in my opinion to ever do it. He's gonna bring you to the fucking um, show if he wants to, dude. Honestly, hundred percent. Like that, this guy can throw a team on his back. So, um, I mean, this is this is one thing, and and obviously, like it's kind of uh, I don't think maybe a lot of people will say it, but. I said this at the beginning of the year and I'll reiterate it. This is like one thing that might really tarnish Bill Belichick's reputation as kind of being one, like one of like the best coaches of all time. And people have always kind of pegged new England when Brady was there as kind of the, the three headed monster. So you had Tom Brady, you had Bill Belichick, who's the head coach and basically the acting GM. And then you have Robert Kraft, the guy that owns the team. Like those are like the three guys that have established this New England team over the past like decade. So when Brady left, this was kind of the the test as to okay, who's really the brains behind this situation? You know, is it Belichick? Belichick's game plans that Brady is consistently just executed, and there's a playbook that he thoroughly understands. Or is it Tom Brady just being the best that he can be and it doesn't matter who's coaching him, he's still going to be great. So you look at this year and you look at you know, how bad New England did and you're looking at how, well, I'm not going to say unreal that Tampa Bay is doing because they're not like any team that's going to blow you out of the water. I don't even think they'll actually like go deep in the playoffs, but they've had more success. And Brady, I would say, there's never been a question about, I would say, his true ability on the field. Like he's still like that composed quarterback that we know just in a different uniform. Yeah. I feel like he's also being a bit of a leader for the team as well. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, totally. And I think Brady, like when you have, when you have a quarterback, like that, your quarterback should always be like the leader of your team. Yeah. Like that person needs to be able to, you know, go into the huddle, call the plays, lead the guys, be inspirational and let his play like do the talking like as if like, look, like I will get the ball to you. You just need to trust me that I can do it. Like it's kind of like that built up trust. Like you trust that your quarterback is going to do his job. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Brady, Brady has done, I would say, pretty well this year. Definitely not anything like. Um, in his past years, but enough to obviously, you know, get the box into a contending wild card spot for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you entirely. Um, so I, the, I'm trying to think of a couple other games. Um, I, fuck man, I barely covered the spread here on the Washington, uh, Washington game today against Seattle. I, I do not think Seattle is legit. I just, I don't. I just I don't see it. They won today as they should have because they were playing a, a bad a bad team in Washington, but they beat them by five, and the spread was plus five and a half. So I covered that spread by point five, which is nuts. It's way too close. Um, way too close for coverage. I know, way too close. So that, I always that's feel like Seattle's a, been a bit of a bit of a powerhouse too, though, haven't they? At least in their division. Yeah, I mean, like looking at that division now. I mean, you have Seattle. You have um Arizona you've got the Rams and then you've got the Cardinals so you know in past years Seattle I would say is 
clearly dominated that division. But right now you've got the Rams who actually lost to the Jets today, which is just embarrassing, but whatever. Um, and then you've got Arizona who's got a, a really good young quarterback in Kyler Murray. Um, and I would say a decent head coach and some really good offensive weapons. And then you've kind of got Seattle who is kind of a, you know, like Russell Wilson is, is still an, an amazing quarterback, but their defense is not that good. Their offense is, is good. Like they're, but they're not running the ball as much as they should. So when you don't run the ball, like your, your offense is kind of lopsided. It's just throwing the ball. And you kind of need to have that balance. So when Russell Wilson is throwing the ball 35 to 40 times a game, and you're only, so essentially you're running 40 to 45 plays that are throwing plays, and then you're only running the ball, you know, 10 to 15 times, yeah. that's very lopsided in one direction. So it's, it's almost, it almost becomes like a predictable offense. Okay. So, but I mean, I think the other thing is though, is like if you have a good enough quarterback, you know, you can do that because he's going to put the ball in the receiver's hands, regardless of even if you know it's going to be a throwing play. Yeah, you can uh, instill that trust in him. It, exactly. Almost guarantee right, it that it's going to make it there. Exactly. But right now, it almost seems like that kind of guarantee that Wilson is good enough to throw the ball, you know, 35 to 40 times a game and still be successful, I would say is is kind of a worry. I mean, like they're they're they just beat a team that they should, I wouldn't necessarily say smoking, but they should be beating them. Um, and then you have uh, opposed to like maybe last year when they were a little bit more balanced and Russell was throwing the ball around 25 to 30 times and they were running the ball, maybe 15 to 20. Like it was a very balanced, balanced offense and kind of kept the defense on their toes. So, I mean, right now, um, you know, Arizona, winning that that's huge for them um seattle winning that's huge and the rams loss is big so there is that division is kind of like the better version so like you have the nfc west and the nfc east the nfc east is probably or is the worst division in football and then you've got the nfc west who is very much like every single team is decent in that division like they 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 could all be relative playoff teams or at least bubble teams for that matter I wish I could have some more input on this, but I don't... <laughs> you know how much I watch no, football. It, no, it's all good, dude. Uh, okay, so what was I going to say? Are you good to move on? Yeah, I'm down. I'm ready. Holy fuck. So we've never done this before without Elijah. And dude, I'm telling you right now, my mouth is dry. Buddy. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm... you got to get some water. You've been talking for like a good half hour straight, man. Oh, yeah, I know. It's public speaking. You know, it's just my... <laughs> It's just my it's just my forte, dude. Okay, let's, let's um, dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. I'll yeah, shut chill up. out, chill out. <laughs> um, okay, so I would this week I learned. What'd you learn? And this is kind of a sappy one, so feel free to like call me a bitch. Okay, if you want. Um, this week I learned I actually have like amazing friends and like family, dude. You're a little bitch. So dude. I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, and I've always known this, but I guess like where this is kind of stemming from is like, I don't have family here, um, for Christmas. And if I were to obviously see family at Christmas, I would have to to isolate and whatnot for two weeks without pay, which I, which I can't do. Um, 
But like, so my landlords are like, hey, look, like we can't invite you upstairs, but like if you want like a plate of turkey on, you know, Christmas Day dinner, like we can 100% bring that down to you. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, like that's so nice. Yeah. Um, and then my dad, who lives on the island, is now coming um, for a couple days after Christmas as well, um, you know, to see me because I can't go out there without having to isolate. Uh, just being around my sister and whatnot because she's getting off a plane, which causes me to isolate from work. Um, and then, like, even today, like, we we do a drive-by birthday for our buddy Dan, um, and everyone got, like, a, a little gift bag, and I got, like, a can of Coke, uh, I think Coke Zero, and, like, a Mickey of Captain Morgan. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is Hell so yeah, nice. dude. Um, That's and so then even Yeah, I was pumped. And then, like, I had some girls at work, uh, they gave all the managers some some baking and whatnot, and like really nice written out cards. And I'm like, oh my god! Like Christmas is like that time of year I find where it's just like everyone is just in such like a giving mood. And like yeah. I've always been that way too, especially around Christmas. Like I love going to the mall. I love buying presents. I just love seeing people like the expression when I know that I got them like the perfect gift, and like this is exactly what I wanted. You know. I totally get that. And I feel like this year is almost one of those years where that's been amplified too, because people have had such a lack of uh lack of social interaction with everybody else around them too, right? Like yeah. I feel like like me personally, like I spend Christmas every single year with my grandparents and this is the first year where I we're like my family's just gonna no like we're not gonna see them. We're gonna do a Zoom call or something, so we're still gonna interact with them, but it's like like I know I per se am trying to supplement that kind of uh, interaction that I would normally have with my grandparents and almost have something similar with friends. So I'm maybe like a little bit more outgoing, a little bit more social at work just so I can fill that void of what I won't have on Christmas Day. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. like everyone's kind of doing that too because like normally Christmas time, everybody gets together with family, it gives them gifts and whatnot. It's like, you can't always do that with everybody this year because of COVID. So yeah, and like little things I, here and there. I Yeah. And I think like even like when I saw like, you know, yourself, like you came into my work, you had to drop something off for me. Um, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I hadn't seen you in how long was it? Like probably like a month. We hadn't seen each other since the last time we recorded in person, which was about like seven weeks ago, I'd say six or seven weeks ago. Yeah. Like that, like that's crazy. So yeah. Beginning like of November, these, it's fucked. Yeah. Like all these little interactions are, are just like, you just care, I guess, like that much more. Like it's actually crazy to think about when all this is over, yeah, like, dude, like, are people gonna like riot? Like, I feel like it's gonna be a free for all in the streets, man. What do you What do you mean, like, riot in what way? Like, peaceful protest riot, or like, just like everything just goes like well, Vancouver losing? I think the Stanley Cup I think riot. Peop- yeah, I think it's like bank. Like, people are gonna go crazy. Like, everyone's gonna be out in the streets. Yeah. Not like everyone's gonna be rioting, but like, I feel like there's gonna be almost like a riot because people are just gonna be so excited to like you know, yeah. be out and, and, and be, um, you know, around people again. And then there's going to be people, people that kind of like ruin that. They're actually going to like riot. Take you know advantage I mean? of it. Yeah. No, I kind of get where you're coming from. I feel like you totally. and I both have the same vision in our head that when the, like there's the one day where there's like the announcement where like the earth is COVID free. Like you and I both have this vision where everybody just walks out their door and it's just in the streets. Like everybody's yeah. chilling, you know what I mean? Like enjoying themselves. I feel like it's definitely yeah. not going to be like that, but it's still like a fun vision to have. But could you imagine if that happened? That'd well, yeah, I mean, be I, so sick. Well, like, I feel like, you know, that benchmark. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. What is... What's up, buddy? 
How's it going? It's going. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, pal. Um, Elijah, we have a little bit of a uh, surprise for you. Yeah. What, we planned that? the epi so far. We planned the epi. All right. We're about 43 minutes into the epi. <laughs> Are and you? congratulations, you made it episode 100. So everybody... Everyone, round of applause for Elijah. <laughs> so sick, dude. What's, go- What's going on, brother? How are you? Josh, you know what this you know what this reminds me of? What? This stems back to when you and I were talking about how punctual Elijah is, and he hits our group chat with a DM saying, Hey, record. I'll be on at seven to record. It's seven ten. Ah Yeah, <laughs> no replies from the boys. Yeah, dude, we're chill. Oh, we're where like- we're supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I realized after a while. I figured I'd check this chat. <laughs> Elijah, I like remember? I getting... What's Sorry? That? No, go ahead. I said I, I felt like I was getting away with house money because I needed to charge my phone. And every minute you guys weren't replying, I was like, oh, that's another percent. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh I wasn't about God. to stop that. Little um, did you know. <laughs> yeah, Elijah, what happened to the whole recording plan at 6 o'clock? Yeah, things got in the way, dude. Things get in the way. Yeah, like what, like beers and dinner, or like? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes beer and a snack. And you know what? Sometimes, um, sometimes the girlfriend asks for things. Sometimes the friends peer pressure. Things, things oh get in the God. way. Man. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, yeah. So, Elijah, let let me let me catch you up here on 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 where we <laughs> where we've been at. So, okay. um, we kind of shit kicked you for ten minutes. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Of the epi, uh, hockey for fifteen. We already, we already talked about hockey, so I'm sorry. All right, hockey for twenty uh, minutes actually, including the world junior hockey stuff. For, ho- hockey for twenty plus a little bit of world junior. Uh, yeah. We've talked about NFL talk. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Josh told um, us he learned that he has friends this week and people that he cares about. Yep. So that's um, there. Yeah. So there was a senti moment that you missed. It's okay, Elijah. I love the emotion. Uh, Dude, that sucks. I'm in yeah. it for that part. So the couple things that I actually sent to Raf. So I actually wrote down batch talk as a talking point, but in brackets, <laughs> I wrote, if Elijah shows up, we can talk about it. <laughs> and here you are. So right <laughs> I'm on time. so glad that you're here. Yeah. Um, and I'm ready, we, dude. Yeah. Like, it's like you knew that you just want to come on and talk about the bachelor. Yeah. I, I knew that I needed Raf to get his reps on sports talk. And so I just figured, fuck it, I'll let him take the reins. I'll, I'll throw the I'll throw the toddler in the ocean and just see how he swims. I mean, on the bright side, we actually had some fact checking done at some point. So I mean, we're doing leaps and bounds on the podcast today. That's- yeah, we're doing well right now. Um, so don't worry, we still haven't covered your movie. Um, okay, so you'll still be able to t- so you'll still be able to talk about that. Okay, lead me in whatever, what, into whatever you want. All right. Okay, so. So my throat is kind of hurting because I've been talking for kind of like the last like 35, 40 minutes here. Um, I just want to get your take on on The Bachelor, like hometowns. That was we were both not caught up last week. So yeah. Where, so what is your impression after that episode of Hometowns? Uh, what is my impression? Well, I think. The downside of this season, coming from a guy who has not religiously watched every season and not even many seasons, is that there really isn't someone to root against, from what mm-hmm. I can tell. So yeah. that's kind of that, that's kind of hurting a little bit. Like, right. like any like any movie, like any sports game, it helps when there's a villain. It helps when there's a LeBron, 
It helps when there's a Brad Marchand. It helps when there's a Bennett. They're all in the yeah. same category. But the fact, <laughs> the fact that we got four Crosbys in here who are all just very mild man, very nice guys, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself rooting against Tasha. I hope she finds no one. I hope she ends up alone. <laughs> No, so, not, not actually. She's a lovely lady. <laughs> yeah. So instead of yeah, so instead of having like a Marshawn, LeBron, and and all those other guys, like instead we've got Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon, and who's another guy? Who, who am I forgetting? Like a softy? No, 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 no. Just like an unreal NHL player. So Crosby, McKinnon, McDavid. Who John else? Scott's pretty good. Shut up. Let's <laughs> just say Steven Stamkos. Okay. So, like, they're all amazing. At this point, it's more so just, like, a personal preference. So, Ben's gone. Um, but yeah, I have so a ben, take, Ben's out. I but mean, I have a take for you. Take, take me there. Take me to your take. Ben comes back. All right. Ben comes back. And you're, you're going off of the, the, the little outro, the, like, the post clip of the episode? Yes. Yes. When Tasha okay. is, like in her house she's talking to some some random probably a producer or like chris harrison and she's basically saying how am i supposed to go into a rare rose ceremony with that and i think that is ben nice so it sounds that's a pretty popular conspiracy going around right now i've seen this i've seen this on tiktok i've seen it in the mentions on on ben's dick pic on instagram i've seen (laughs) it really have you discussed the dick pic yet no no, dude, we this not. guy, this guy's not packing any more than nine inches. But those nine inches <laughs> also have four inches in diameter. Like he, he is I easily a shower, not a yeah. grower for sure. I think if he threw that in a glory hole, he'd have he'd have scrapes on the outside edges. He'd probably break the <laughs> hole. It would be big <laughs> enough. It'd be Jesus long Christ. enough, but not big enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Out, shout out his fat chode. Is it still a chode if it's long as well? No. No, no, right? Like if you've got a, a girthy nine, that's still not that's not a chode. <laughs> Dude, if you've got a girthy nine, that is considered illegal. Like that is officially a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's the funny part <laughs> is that the the irony about him being sent home before fantasy suites is it, it's like Kobe in the fourth quarter. If you get him to fantasy suites, he'll let he'll he'll let the bottom half do the talking and she's not going anywhere, dude. It's like once you go bend, you don't go back kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So let's just you know, kind of play with no conspiracies for a sec. And let's go off of the three guys that we have left. So we've got Brendan, Zach, and Ivan. Yeah. Um, give me a power ranking one to three, who you like. Uh, okay. I'm going Brendan first. I'm going Zach second, Ivan third. Ivan. Can, yeah. Sorry. You go ahead and give me yours and I'll give, we'll, we'll jump into some thoughts here. Okay. I'm going Zach first. Ivan yeah, second. Gross. Okay. And Brendan third. Zach's a grandpa, dude. Like, I don't know how else to put it. He, <laughs> there's a couple of faces he makes that drives me nuts. Uh, <laughs> I don't really like his personality all too much. Brendan, out of the out of the three there, Brendan's the way to go if you're like looking for the best match. I mean, Ivan's got a family and a half when it comes to personalities. He's but, also got a like a crazy brother that dude, his brother's like, got teardrops on. Yeah. yeah like I Why? feel like I feel like his brother. Like if they ever like, I feel like they go into fantasy suites, and his brother's like in the corner, like watching them sleep. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> like, like I, I can't tell. Of. I really can't tell what his role currently is in the family, and like that's okay. And yeah. not to shit on someone who's like had a dark past. Like I'm all for the guy making like 
that, that's kind of cool. Hopefully that he's on the right path now. But sure. what I would say is like when Ivan says that, you know, I've, what did he say that I've only ever introduced one other girl or I've never introduced one at all. I forget which yeah. one he said, but either way, I was thinking to myself before he did that. I'm like, well, why would you do that? Like, it's so easy. Just like drop in, say hi. And then when, like when the family starts coming out and Clarence looks like, you know, he just gives off the vibe that he's going to be like, you're shit kind of thing. And then yeah. you, in walks Gabe and you're like, all right, you've killed two people. You're like, <laughs> I could see why you kind of are a little bit apprehensive at first. <laughs> But yeah, I, mean, I just like, like power to you. Yeah, dude. I mean, looking at like that's his brother's name, right? Is Gabe? Yeah, Gabriel. Gabriel. And then what was his dad's name? Clarence? Clarence. So, I love the name Clarence. Just for yeah. note, I don't think you pronounce it like Clay Rince. I think it's Claire Rince. Claire and then like rinsing as in like yeah. rinsing like a dishcloth. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So put them together and it's Cla- Clarence. Clarence, <laughs> that's how I love that. That's a sick Dude, name. Is it bad that like when I saw like Ivan's dad and he started to talk, I'm like, why does this guy remind me of Cleveland from Family Guy? <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> like, am I, like, am I wrong or is that like, well, like that, or is that kind of accurate? Nah, I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't see it okay. quite there. Because okay. he's actually like he's quite well spoken, and he like he, is. he, he like is. he vibes with you. Like I feel, I thought he was going to throw major judgment and like a little bit of just like old man opinion out on Tasha, but like they saw eye to eye pretty well. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was and, smooth. And you know who I didn't like was um, I think it was was it Brendan's dad? Like uh, no, based- Brendan didn't bring his dad. He brought he brought his his uh, his brother and his sister in law. And then his little little niece, right? Right, right, right. So who was it? That, it was, oh, it was, it was Zach. Zach's old man dad. Yeah. When he's like, you didn't answer the question. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, no, that was guy. his brother, dude. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that was his <laughs> Yeah. That, that was a bit intense, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, can you chill? Like, I know you like, <laughs> like, I know you watch the show, but buddy, like, like, you're not going to get an answer from her. Like she's not going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go into fantasy suites like with three other guys next week. And hopefully Zach is one of them. Like she can't tell yeah. you that man. Like, yeah, I just, it's like, like, Oh, you, oh. <laughs> I think he, he got into the set. He's like, finally, I get to get some real answers here. No more scapegoat answers when I'm in town. <laughs> Fucking new sheriff. Tasha. Yeah, exactly. Then you just get made up to be a dick. Like very, very not accomplishing. Yeah, definitely. So, and so in terms of like families, like who, who, which family did you like? Well, you know what? It was tough because I think the parents are the best indicator. Like not, not of like how the relationship will go, but it's like very cool to see the parents side of things. So I mean, totally. ben, and Bre- ben and Brendan kind of off the hook a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, I would say Brendan's was one of the best because like it was kind of, you know, it was kind of weird. It, I, I, I said this when I was watching it. it, it was kind of cool. The idea of seeing like a 30 year old uncle with like, a niece who's not like two years old, who's like 10 years old. So you can actually like be kind of a cool uncle. That was kind of dope to see. Not to yeah. mention his, his brother's like a pretty awesome guy by, by all signs. Yeah. Uh, his brother seemed pretty chill. Yeah. He seemed like down to earth dude. Like just, he should be the bachelor, man. I don't care about, I don't care about the dad bod. Throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Cares about the wife and family. They'll, they'll understand. Oh God. Um, but yeah, I think so. The other, the other two, like the full families, they definitely like, Threw a bit of a curveball in there. It went a lot better than I expected with both of them, but I would say it threw a bit of a curveball into the night. 
Yeah. Like, I think for me, like, I feel like Zach probably at the worst. Um, you know, Ben, I, I didn't mind Ben. Like, I mean, his sister, his sister was super nice. Uh, I don't know who the fuck Antonio was. I'm like, family friend. I'm like, sick, dude. Like, some Miranda. Um, let's yeah. bring her in. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I would probably say in terms of like, who's like, who was like the most normal? Like, I would say like Ivan, uh, Ivan's parents, not his brother, but like his parents were like, seemed to be like, you know, somewhat bought in, uh, which was really nice to see. And then, you know, Brendan's brother and, um, you know, hit, uh, Brendan's niece as well. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like fantasy suites, like dude, like who's got the biggest schlong of the three? Like who, who, who is it? Like, <laughs> well, yeah. like, like we know, think... we know Ben's, we know Ben's. Yeah. But, like who, like see, who's the biggest? It's really also a shame because it seemed like the few things that Ben had going for him in this is like, you know what? Props to him for eventually getting his motions out there a little bit with his past. That was that was cool to see him, yeah. see him go out there and like get some exposure for that. That was awesome. But yeah. other than that, it really seemed like. You know, the only time he really got some some airtime was when there was like a physical challenge, and so I was kind of excited. I was like, "Yeah, it's about to be Ben's time here," because the other guys like they just look like passengers in the bedroom. And I hate to say it, like, like that that's yeah. coming from a guy like like let, let me say this: I know what I'm doing in there, dude. I'm fucking captain of the ship. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know with with Ivan's personality if he can if he can, you know, you know, be like behind the wheel. You know, I just I don't know if I see it. Yeah. So, but. If I'm kind yeah, of making I'm, a lot yeah. of it right now, but 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 Ben would lay the pipe. The other guys would kind of lay down the just like some some light work. Yeah, I feel like Zach would probably like pretend to like kill you. Maybe he seems like that type of guy, like choke you out. Yeah. But I'm not. Did, I'm not did, you, I'm, <laughs> did you see Zach's face? Like whenever someone else is talking and he's listening, like the face he makes. Yeah, like it's weird. Like his head like goes down, like in a way. He, yeah. Is it's like he tilts his head back and he looks his eyes like down at you. It's kind of weird, but yeah, it's, I'm it's strange. Um, I'm it's, to yeah. think of what else Who, I who's winning? At. I got two questions to end it off here. What? Who's going to win? First of all, just give me that. Well, you you said your power rankings were Zach. You think you got Zach coming in? Yeah, I think Zach. What do you think more is more likely, Zach or Ben? Oh, oh, like don't get me wrong, hundred percent Ben. Like I was more talking the hypothetical that Ben does yeah. in fact not return. Um, okay, and who does and, that leave? And but do you if think Ben if Ben comes back, Ben is in. Do you think and Ben wins? Like if he comes back, he for sure wins. Dude, there. Okay, the let me lay this out here. So <laughs> after Ben's hometown, like they were on that bench, like that scene lasted like three to four minutes, which is actually crazy. Because, like, normally that shit lasts, like, a minute. Minute to yeah. two minutes. That was a nutty um, amount of time. Which is which is fine. I'm like, okay. I'm like, come on, Ben. I'm like, he choked. Uh, so he choked. So whatever. Goes to the row ceremony. Gets bounced, as he should have been. Because he's the only person that literally has not said, like, I love you to Tasha, Which is so stupid on his end. But, again, it's his emotions. It's whatever. Um, but then, but then, dude. He gets bounced, and obviously, I feel like when you get down to the final four, like the bachelor, bachelorette will always like walk you out to the SUV or whatever, and and then like they just put you in the SUV, they talk for like thirty seconds, and then that's it. 
Tasha walks Ben out after the rose ceremony, sits him on the bench again, and they are literally on the bench for like four to five more minutes. And she is waiting for him to say something. And if he did, he would still be there. That's just my take on it. Yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty factual, especially the way they filmed it. It was, it like, was like, that's pretty like much a welcome ta- Like, Taisha wanted him to say something so bad. So the only way that he gets back on, and the only, and to be fair, the only way that she'll let him stick around is he he literally has to say like i like i'm in love with you like that like there's no other way around that if he can't say that even if he comes back i agree he's not going to stay but if he says that he's in and he's going to win yeah there's uh there's a lot going on and there's some conspiracies on on instagram with all of his posts and the way he writes them but i mean i'm not into that part of the game i'm just a, no. I'm just a podcaster i'm just a lonely viewer out yep. here i don't even know what tasha's family looks like i'm looking forward to seeing that what the hell they're like yeah but side notes yeah all good should we move on to our do- our documentary, our documentary review of the week? This this week's edition of Spoiled. Should we do it? Should we? Yes. Should we? Should yes. we give it to them? Should we do it? Yeah. Yes, Daddy. Is, is Uncle Rafael there? What? I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rafael is there. Uh, do you guys want me to lead you in? Lead you guys into this yeah. this week's edition. Sure. Considering it was your pick, by all means. Yeah. So. This week in uh, the edition of Spoiled, I chose the documentary Game Changers, made from 2018. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this. It was actually made by Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, and James Cameron, I believe it was, the, the mega producer. Yeah, the guy and that, so, I think he made Titanic, did he not? I think he did. Uh, I don't know what other movies he's in. He's done a lot of them, though. He's done a ton of movies. Um, so it, it basically is a two-hour documentary about the optimal diet for an athlete and just for the the human body really in, in general and really the way it was made was quite quite uh biased towards the plant-based side of things extremely biased towards the plant-based side but i, I found it fascinating boys i don't know i i feel like you guys are gonna end up on, on the complete other side of the coin as me but yeah i i'm completely it's not like it's a new concept to me i i knew i know what veganism is i know what plant-based diet is but to just have it put a different way, and I guess the timing that it hits me at, I'm not sure. It just, it just, you know, it, it was it that night. Okay, uh, Raf, uh, you can go first. I was in between on it. I like, I don't know. I so me watching a documentary is me is like is like me studying or learning or anything like that, right? Like where I can't be told to watch it and enjoy it. I have to approach it on my own. So I can tell you right now that I think I would have enjoyed the documentary a lot more if I was say scrolling on Netflix and I saw it, I was like, you know what? I want to watch it. You know what I mean? Whereas like Good because you. because I was like because we're like, oh, this is what we're choosing to watch. Because it's like because I'm like learning, you know what I mean? Like I'm absorbing information. I can't absorb information if I don't want to absorb information. So it was a good yeah. watch. It was fun. I think the thing that was entertaining to me was like obviously all the science and everything behind it was cool, but after a point I just like kind of stopped caring. Like I know, like I already don't eat meat a few days out of the week or I try not to, like I'm really conscious of it. But um, like, I don't know, like the thing that like, I guess grasped me the most was just the transition of every, or like everyone's stories from when they were eating meat to how their bodies were performing after when they stopped eating meat and so on and whatnot. There were a lot of cool people that I didn't think would, that, all right, that I didn't think I knew that had these kinds of diets. 
like what was it? Lewis Hamilton at the very end was saying that he's been vegan for what? I can't remember how long he said, but he's like, this is the best I've been performing and racing in like 32 years or something like that. Right. Like it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He was, thir- yeah, he was 32 years old. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think like for me, like seeing like all the athletes and whatnot, um, I, I guess for, for myself, like, like, did I, did I enjoy it? Like, yeah, I would say it was, it was interesting. Um, but again, like this is like what I would kind of compare this to was what was that one, um, documentary that came out last year? It had something to be with, uh, was it, it like cow in the title? Was it, you guys remember uh, conspiracy or was it what the health? There was, Maybe it was what the health. Maybe it was what that the one health. was, I think that one was three years ago and it was kind of like one of the very popular ones of its time. It yeah. kind of spearheaded a lot more talk about it for sure. Um, yeah. And I think those documentaries were much more along the side of the industries and like, and the business side of it and the financials and stuff and like reasoning behind all that. It wasn't really following like body performance and stuff too much. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. centered on that. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So boys, let me, let me put it like this. Uh, would, would you, is there a world where you can consciously see yourself May not, I don't want to say being vegan a hundred percent of the time. Cause I don't even see that. I don't see that for any of us. I don't think that's well, in the future. question. Were they preaching vegan or were they preaching vegetarian? A combination uh, of, I would, yeah, okay. I would, I would say each person that was talking like the word plant-based is just another word for vegan. And oh, almost okay. everyone that was talking, I would say there was a, there was a major or a, a good chunk of them that haven't eaten any kind of meat or probably any meat products in years. And then there, there was some of them that said like, yeah, you know, from, from time to time here and there, but all of them were, were centered around the idea of no, of just complete veganism. Yeah. So, I mean, boys, do you want to have a better erection? That's the only thing I got to ask. Like, I think that's the only well, reason yeah. why you like this fucking. <laughs> 10, 10% fucking... harder and 500% more often. Like, is there something uh, that you want to also talk about on the, the podcast or is this just like a subliminal <laughs> message for something? Dude, I, the entire reason I chose this is because I just want to talk boners with you guys. Great. <laughs> dude, honestly, Can't, like I, I like during that part, like I was laughing, but I'm like, dude, I'm like, I've never had a problem with this. So like, I'm good. Yeah. Neither I mean, am not, I. I mean, I mean, well, I'm going to knock okay. on wood, uh, pun intended and hope that like it doesn't get worse or, um, but yeah, like when I was like when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is all interesting, but dude, like I'm sitting there eating a bag of chips as I'm watching it. Like health documentaries are just like, yeah, to me. Like that I was one of my that yeah. was one of my favorite points about picking it is because I wanted it to hit home for Josh. I want I didn't want you to feel bad about I didn't want you to feel bad about like what you're eating currently or like how you're shitting on your body and all like your colon probably hates you, but. <laughs> I wanted it to more hit on like the, oh shit, like, you know, if I, maybe if I switch it around and throw a fucking avocado in once in a while, I might make it to the show. Elijah, I feel I, like you, I feel I, like you think like I don't eat vegetables and I like, one, like that's not the case. I think like, I just, like, well, okay, I just here's, throw that out there. Like, I here's do, the thing. Like, like I go to the grocery store and like, I'll buy vegetables. Like I don't eat like so that's the thing garbage all the time. About. I, oh, I know okay. I know you eat at work a lot and like all the times you, I know you don't have a problem with vegetables but yeah if you gave me a, a like a prop bed and you're like when was the last time Josh bought a vegetable for at home like over under a year I'd probably go like 10 times over I'm not last, sure dude last week I'll shout out you what what vegetables do you buy dude I'm a huge carrot guy I you can ask our buddy Luke today or Raf 
yeah. had raw broccoli with my dinner today. Like, yeah. I, well, know, that like was at I a restaurant, though. Well, dude, still, though, raw broccoli is raw. Dude, raw broccoli is raw broccoli. You can't. Oh yeah, Elijah, I think Elijah, Technically, right now on paper, I've seen Josh order raw broccoli at a restaurant more than I've seen you order raw bro- broccoli at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, but the, the the point is not whether he eats he eats vegetables or that he likes vegetables. That kind of sounds like the point that you were trying to make because you thought this documentary would hit close to home because he didn't eat vegetables. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're missing my point. I was saying that I don't even think you know what your point is. <laughs> no, so Josh, like you buy carrots at home. Yeah, like I go to the grocery, like I go in the veggie I've aisle. Never, like, like I've known you for like four years and I've been over to your house, I feel like 50 times during this podcasting thing and other times. Yeah. I have never seen you consume a vegetable in that house. Like I haven't well, even okay. seen you move it aside to get to like the hell of a dip or anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, I just, just like eat before you come. I don't know. Like next time you're yeah. over when COVID lifts, come look in my fridge. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, and I look at our friend group and I say, you know what? We've got some, like, we're all pretty young still. We've got some good athletes in the group. And I just wonder, you know, we're thinking about doing a hockey team when COVID's over. And when I look at all the participants and I say, okay, we're not going vegan. We're not vegan hockey team. In a hypothetical world, if I made, if we made ourselves all vegan, Josh, you know who would have the biggest increase in performance? Who? It'd be fucking you, dude. (laughs) You would, you would be a phenom. You'd be a 25 year old phenom if that's a thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, I, I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong. Like, I still eat like garbage. Like, I can easily yeah. eat like a lot better. Same, for sure. absolutely but, same. But like, just so everyone's aware, like, I like I do eat vegetables. This <laughs> <laughs> tiny girls are listening. Like, he, he but I guess like issue. I guess like the worrying point is is like the fact that I have to like justify this is like a disclaimer. <laughs> can't it's, like, just the so fact that you have to tell me which them. vegetables do you buy. It's yeah. <laughs> Elijah, if you want us to have an all-vegan hockey team, hypothetically speaking, why don't you lead the charge on the veganism? Why don't you start doing it first and then wait for well, everybody okay, else to fall suit instead of, everyone, get, we're just, instead of trying to make this like a group thing where it's like you're almost trying to encourage yourself to do it? No, no, no. Complete hypothetical. Just to get jo- just to help Josh understand where his opportunity lies on the performance side of things. So, wait, follow-up so, question. Okay, so, follow-up question. Why so is this about Elijah? Josh? Why is this not about you? <laughs> Well, no, because yeah. I'm I'm giving him a hypothetical on on who would who would who would stake to or, or to to improve the most from this, and it's Josh because he's got he's got a god body, he just treats it like a slum. That's all. <laughs> Raph, yeah. Raph, I feel like this is like I feel like this is where I feel like this I is one of like, those arguments where it just you can't beat Elijah in it. No. No, no, there's you not. Can't, you can't. You can't there's change. No argument. There's sorry, no sorry. Argument isn't the right word that I use, but it's a discussion where you, we can't change your perspective on it. Well, there's. So, not, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to change yours. I'm saying where my you're trying to change Josh's. Josh's. No, not not at all. I'm saying I'm I'm just explaining him where his opportunities are. He doesn't have to take them for all I care. Yeah, but uh, you're trying to change but, him, though because you're trying to better him. All. You said it's to better his diet, to better not his colon, quote unquote, at the beginning of this bit. Not at all. <laughs> you you can you can ask everyone you work with after this episode. Was I trying to change his mind? They'll they'll tell you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Josh, this goes back to the beginning of the episode where I felt so, where I said I felt so much more peaceful and calm <laughs> yeah, and less I know. stressed than, than Elijah was in here. I know. Well, Ralph's coming in hot right now. Um, no, I feel like this is where Elijah, like, I just want to make sure, like, I feel like, you know what you're doing? I What's feel that? like, you're, I feel like you're projecting. You talked about last <laughs> week about how you want to you know, make your body like better. Like this is the last year. Yeah. And I feel like all the things you're saying are what you want to say to yourself. 
but like you just want to say it through me just to get it off your chest. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like the first, so the first point, the first, let, let's get back in this documentary because the, I wanted to jump into a couple of the different segments of this documentary. The first one was the boner side. I mean, of course, anyone that knows me knows that when you show that there's, when you've got a couple of like, whatever they were, Div 1, Div 2 baseball players, and you're <laughs> yep. telling me that these guys had five times more erections during the night, like that, that what you're telling me is that I can go back to high school, Elijah, when I couldn't even control when I got boners. Like they just happened. Like it was like a fucking fly landing on a surface. Like they were, they were abundant. Let's say that. Yeah. And so you're telling me like where I'm at now, where I would say I'm a very, I'm, I'm getting hit with reality. That's, that's about the performance side of things. Would I go back to high school, Elijah, where I fucking constantly have to like slip talk and do things like that? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd go back to that. So, so you, you got me what, on that point. With that test, though, what was that test like trying to show? It was trying. It was. It was. You saw what they were wearing, right? <laughs> it was like a little yeah, yeah, yeah. To bet. Yeah, so like on their leg. It was showing like the the control test was the night. The they did a two night study. The first night they all ate like a meat diet. Yeah, yeah. Throughout, throughout the first then, night, and then that had like a yeah. base level of like how strong their erections were, but also the frequency of erections. Yeah. And then the next night they ate a vegan meal. Did the same thing. And so there was two stats they showed on average, uh, each, like on average, the three of them had, I think it was 300 to 500% like, uh, more duration of erections, like whether it be amount or amount of time in erection zone. And then also they were able to measure like the intensity or I guess the firmness of the erection. The girth. And so that, yeah, the girth, I guess it it was on average a 10% increase. Okay. So here's my, here's my question. Um, I, that test to me was useless. And here's the reason being whether I am vegan or whether I am meat eating, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If I'm with Margot Robbie, that I'm, I'm like, I'm hard as a rock for that entire time. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if I eat meat or if I eat vegetables, like I, like I'm, I'm going to be good. Like that test to me, like proved nothing. Like, so what you're getting, you're getting chubs while you're asleep. You're not doing anything. With I think, them. I think the test that was okay. more interesting was the other one that they did where it showed the, how clear the, your the blood, clear was. The blood was. Yeah. That yeah. was like interesting. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. interesting. That, and that one had your boy, that one had your boy, Kenny Stills in it. Yeah, I know. I know. As soon as they said Miami Dolphins, my ears perked up. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what about the Dude, Dolphins? One of the funniest parts during that entire... I was going to jump to that next is those three Dolphins players. Like, when it goes to Kenny Stills and he's like, yeah, dude, like, I eat... What did he say? He's like, I eat fried chicken Popeyes. before every game. Yeah. He, yeah, he Popeyes. loves Popeyes. I eat Popeyes before every game or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, they show him his blood and, like, how much it could improve. And he, and he, he kind of looks like, oh, yo, that's actually pretty good information. Like, I should, maybe I should take that. And uh, fast forward, what is it now? Like two and a half years, uh, Kenny Stills got cut. So yeah. So may- maybe yeah. he didn't give up the, the Popeye's chicken. Maybe he still got the cloudy-ass blood. But yeah. clearly he didn't take his own <laughs> his, uh, his opportunity there. You, you know what test was also really impactful, though? That I think is the one that we should all be paying attention to? Who's that? What's that? The, what's it called? I guess it wasn't really a test, but the example that they used of the amount of... Uh, that they did with the firefighters. With the amount of pl- plaque and cholesterol and... Yeah. All the shit that was that in was, their blood. That's probably the most. That's probably the one out of all of those that hits the closest to home for all three of us because we all eat like shit, which mm-hmm. means that we must have a lot of plaque buildup within our arteries. So, 
I feel like that's where we can yeah. all benefit if we go to this plant based kind of diet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the that was one of the angles really about all the tests was it kind of generalized about blood flow was one of the main things. And you know what? That you're right. That was a very sobering fact to hear. I I can only imagine how a room of firefighters feel where you know these are very selfless guys. They're in a profession where you're risking your life every day, and oftentimes fixing people's mistakes and risking your own life to do that. And then someone tells you that 70% of the time, the reason a firefighter dies on the job is, is has nothing to do with a fire. Yeah. It just has to do with a heart mm-hmm. attack and your own health. So, I mean that, yeah, that would fucking hit home for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So another guy I want to talk about is mutton chops. Our boy, <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, guy, that guy, that guy was crazy. What? So the reason I'm, and I'm going to hit you guys with this. Now, the reason I'm going to choose a documentary every single week, is because I love the characters that come out of documentaries. Like, the I there was one we watched during quarantine. It was called uh, Mc, McMillions, and it was all about the McDonald's monopoly uh, scam back in the nineties. That's irrelevant, though. What was hilarious about it was just like hilarious characters and personalities throughout. And this mutton chops guy is personality wise probably not top five, top ten guy. But like, what is going on with his face? Like, he's it's nuts. He's got an inverted landing strip on his face. Like I, is it is it solely for munching bin? That's my only question. <laughs> what? <laughs> because he's got a perfect area where he won't get any kind of debris or any kind of anything in his facial area. Dude, it's a, clean. Dude, it's his fairway. It's his fairway. He's got rough <laughs> on the sides. <laughs> like this guy, dude. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on this? He guy, was, Josh? he was, he, dude, dude, he was nuts, man. Like that, like, okay, that's, that's the one thing I will say is like when, when you see like bodybuilders and shit, and you're like, okay, like this is, le- like, this is legit. I guess, like, with these health documentaries, I guess, like, my biggest thing, like, look, like when, when they were bringing on all these athletes, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we get it. I'm like, you guys are successful and are amazing at what you do. And like, you know, you're a little bit older, like that one, that one guy who was like 60 years old. Oh, um, Lucius, dude, Lucius Smith. Yeah, Lucius Smith. And that name, like, when he said he used to play in the NFL, like, that, like, way back, like, that name actually brought, I'm like, I feel like I've heard that name before. Like, I feel sounds like, like I was actually, sounds like an Atlanta Falcon name. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, like, when, when they have all these guys, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I want to see how this works on, like, regular people. Like, of course it's going to work on, like, athletes because, like, they, they've, they train, they, they know, they know their bodies more than the average person. Like, that's the one thing I will say about health documentaries is like, dude, like every single person they show them like, cool. I'm like, this person's vegetarian. They talk about all the success that they used to have and how it's even grown since then. But I'm like, dude, I'm like, I want to see like, you know, what happens to a person after like two or three weeks? Like, you know, like show me that stuff, like the average American, because like, that's the biggest issue that we deal with in regular society, especially like the American people is like obesity, dude. Like that is the biggest thing. Like, that's what I want to see when I think about like health documentaries and going like vegan and vegetarian, like how much does it help the average person? Yeah. And one of the key thoughts that I had that I've had discussed with a couple of people already is so hypothetically, if you took the idea of going veganism and you quantified it into, let's just say a percentage, like a hundred percent benefit, Let's say you only yeah. took out actual meat products and not meat byproducts. And let's say you did that, I don't know, five, on average, five to six, seven times a week. The, the fact that you still consume byproducts and maybe the occasional meat product here and there, how much does that diminish your benefit? 
like, are you still getting the majority of benefit that a plant, like a complete vegan would get? Are you like ruining it by the fact mm-hmm. that you dabble in it once in a while? Like, that's kind of what I wish I knew a bit more about. Um, cause it's kind of like, like when you think about calories and if you go the, the, the caloric Avenue where you're like, I just need to limit my calories and, and my ex- and increase my exercise. Well, that's very like a plus B equals C kind of thing. You know, like you can say, okay, my right. weekly versus my monthly, but I just don't, I, I don't really have the answers to the, what the different styles of practice would be. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to finish it off later on and talk about like my own idea and what I want to do for myself. But that's one of the issues I have is I, I know for a fact, I will not be ever 100% vegan all the time. There's no chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So Elijah, Raph and I have some news for you. What's that? Um, we're going to pull a majority here and say no more documentaries. Yeah. There's no chance. No chance. I'm agreeing to that. Yeah. So here's, here's my argument to it. And then you can, you can hear your rebuttal. So, there's a reason why when you watch the Oscars, when you look at like best picture, like best film, documentaries yeah. are not in there. They have their own separate thing. They're not a movie. This is a movie review. Not like otherwise, like why can't we do like TV shows or something like that? Because that's you an episode based thing. It's a, it's a finish it in one sitting kind of thing. Okay. Or, yeah. or a couple sittings. But it's not a movie. It's not a movie though. And what, what, what's the point of the movie review? Like, well, what's the point of the segment? Well, I think it's more so like reviewing like movies. Not but like what's, what's, what's the, what's the, I'm all for, I'm all for talking about what's the purpose of the segment? To review movies. Yeah. But like for what, for what purpose? Like symbolism. Entertainment. That sort of thing. Entertainment value. Yeah. To kind of create like a, an entertainment or an entertaining segment. Yeah, because like to us, like okay, here, I guess like our thing is like we all we're all seeing the same thing. Like that documentary is like there's gonna be no disagreeing and whatnot. Just, it's more so just gonna be based on like did we enjoy it or not. It's like because I can't sit here and be like I can't sit here and be like no 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 like I don't think that's what that person meant. I think they meant it this way. Documentaries are like black and white. It's like like you either like liked it or you didn't, or it's like. Fa- like you don't like it's either factual or it's not there's you know no what I mean? room for interpretation yeah like it, that's the word interpretation that's interesting i feel the exact same well yeah I, I see where you guys are coming from i i think the complete opposite about movies go on and I, why I, I like i think you're right there's symbolism and there's things like that but it's it, it's as if saying like it's as if talking about what do you think would spurn more of an interesting conversation a like a story or a concept you know what i mean like like no country for old men or any kind of movie that we choose has a story to it where there's not really necessarily something you're agreeing disagreeing with or giving your view on it's more talking about the events that happen throughout the story whereas a documentary presents a concept to you oftentimes it would i would hope it'd be done a bit less biased than that one was done that one was done quite with a lot of bias but you can talk about that if you'd like like i did a lot of research on the naysayers behind that and there's tons of information but oftentimes in the documentary it'll present a concept to you that you can then form your own opinion about based on what they're showing you and and look at the characters like i find documentaries way better because for sure like we can talk about we can talk about uh anton sugar and 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 the way that he acted his role but in the end of it he's not a real person 
Absolutely. You, you, it's, it's only surface level. Whereas these guys, they're real people. Like the Tiger King documentary blew up because these are real factual people. And that's so hard for people to get their heads around that these people actually exist. Yeah. Okay. So you just described a movie in a documentary. Thank you. But like but, the thing that the thing that you're also missing is like you said that level of interpretation which we want to incorporate into our dialogue and our discussion. Because yeah, what Josh said it makes a ton of sense. Like documentaries tend to be very black and white. Like the information that you're given is information that's directly thrown at you and put in your way and you can either accept it or disagree with it. And it's like you're going to have two kinds of conversations. You're going to have the yes I'm for kind of conversation or the or no the I'm no, not for. I'm not. Exactly. And like that's it. And that's it. Whereas like if we're watching a movie, say like we go into like you can talk about like certain parts and like acting and that sort of what thing. What kind of symbolism is going on in here? What did you see in the back that I might have not seen in the back? Where it's like in a documentary, everything's given to you at face value. Where it's like within a movie, there's substantially more layers. Like think about something like Inception or Avatar or fuck, let's even go back to our Cabin in the Woods deb- debate, right? Like there's all these different layers that different people interpret in different ways, which will formulate your opinion on the film itself. Does that kind of make yeah, sense? I, yeah, I, I think it's just going to come down to a matter of opinions. I mean, if you guys want to do it, we can do it. But that's just, I think it's, it's always going to be like that. I think we want to okay. do it. By all means, let's do it. Uh, I want to jump into, um, uh, finish this off with a This Week I Learned. Okay. Um, I've finally learned what it means. Well, this, yeah, I finally learned what it means to have absolutely zero toilet paper in the house when you need it. Uh, Post poop. That's probably a big egg on my face. Uh, I've, I've been close before. Did you have Kleenex? uh, We had, we had, no, no Kleenex. We had napkins, but they were thick ones and they were for sure going to get clogged. So there was no, there was no hope of that. And really in my house, what it comes down to is it's a two step process or it's a, I guess the three-step process to check if you have anything. And so the first one's obvious, the roll in front of you. Now that one, I took one, one, like one short little roll, boom, it's empty. Okay. My heart, my mind begins to think what happens next. So you stand up and you look at the overjohn above the toilet. Almost always we got like 10 rolls up top. We got zero. So now my heart starts racing. I say, Oh fuck. I don't remember having any backup and I go to the closet, butt ass naked <laughs> little shits in my crack. And I open the closet pretty much knowing full well, there ain't shit in there. And lo and behold, there's nothing in there. There's not so what one you, plot. What, what did you use? The shower. I've never done that before. That was something else. Uh, Whoa, wait, like you used the shower head to rinse off your ass? Oh yeah, I took a shower that was three <laughs> times as long as normal, and I took like I've got one of those handheld shower heads. I turned it on the jet function, and we went to town. Um, my hands never felt more dirty. I can't remember the last time I washed my hands ten times in the shower, but oh, yeah, God. it was uh, a it was a different experience. So this week I've learned that amongst even during a pandemic, if that's taught us anything, have a backup. Like, don't be afraid to have a backup. Really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so the only thing that I have left for you guys is the movie that I want to pick. All right, let's hear it. I want to watch the movie Unbroken. Unbroken. Is that about the uh, prisoner of war? Yes. All right, I'm down. Yes. Raph, have you ever heard of it? No. 
Uh, no. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe I've seen like the 2014. cover. No. no, probably not. 2014. It wasn't the guy. 2014. Yeah, bad year for movies. Bad year. Just like wine. Terrible year for wine. Terrible year for movies. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> um. Okay, that's all I had, boys. Dope. All right. Josh, great epi. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, great, great job, boys. <laughs> Carried the ship. <laughs> had to be. Episode, was that episode 100? That was episode I think, 100. I think we let Josh close it out. Josh opened it. He's got to close it out. Yeah, fact. All right, boys. Uh, episode 100 in the books. Check us out on Apple Music, Spotify. We're on IG. We are on Twitter. And that's it. Episode 100 in the books. All right, boys. Peace. Oh, harder, baby.